This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, buddy, it's hour four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3. The fan senior bowl coverage continues here on your home of the Cowboys as both Jerry and Steve were talking today and said some interesting things about the direction of this football team. We'll get back into that coming up at 520 as we open up the expressway. We'll take you commercial free at the top. In the meantime, football's finest, Eric Chiafalo. All right, it's draft season, so we must allow the uh, overanalyzing and undressing of top prospects to commence. And we're going to start off this draft season with what I believe to be the most savage evisceration of a top prospect that I can remember from at least a credible source, right? And this guy's supposed to be credible. He's a former scout for the Jets, and he runs the Twitter account at First Round Mock. Maybe maybe Broadus could do some recon, his gang of seven, his scouting buddies, and uh, and figure out sort of who this guy is. Uh, the only the only thing I know about him is he was high on Brock Purdy when he was coming out and had him as his second favorite quarterback in in that particular draft. Is that anything like Blue Dolphin? I think it's uh, it's similar. But, Man, I was uh, high on that Brock Purdy, bro. <laughs> yeah. Can't hold that against me. Told you guys, you shouldn't. Da- him and Tom Brady nailed them both. <laughs> so I'm going to read to you. Stop me and interject whenever you want. This so is this the tweet. Is, this is a Twitter account called at First Round Mock. Correct. Okay, let me let me get on this. Go and ahead. it's it's run. I'm listening. It's run by a former Jets scout. Yeah, that's all I need to know. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how. Especially lo- when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't know how long ago this dude was. Oh, it's Daniel Kelly scouting for the Jets. Daniel Kelly, I believe it's what it says in the bio. Former New York Jets scout Daniel Kelly. This time of the year is about teams doing background work and trying to get inside prospects' heads. This part. This is part of the evaluation process, he writes. I believe any team considering Caleb Williams needs to think about the high risk from the neck up based on Williams' actions, conduct, and words that he's demonstrated. From painting his fingernails with obscenities aimed at opponents to refusing to shake hands with Utah and refusing to speak to reporters after the UCLA game, Williams has given NFL owners and decision makers a lot to talk about. Sportsmanship? Question mark? He also made a public statement after the Notre Dame game about a fan being like a sheep and referred to himself as a lion. Will will he paint some obscenity about the 49ers on his fingernails? Will he jump up into the stands again? Will he put down fans publicly when the microphone is in his face after a loss and he's feeling frustrated? During his press conference, he said, quote, I want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some shows. What will he say in NFL press conferences? How will he represent his team and city? What's he going to say or do next? That's the question. He's much closer to Johnny Manziel than Patrick Mahomes on the spectrum. I mean that with respect and sensitivity, but that's what I would say if I was a scout sitting in the pre-draft meetings. What I find incredible is that more people aren't talking about this. Do we not care about him? We witnessed Caleb Williams having a mental breakdown right before our eyes, crying uncontrollably uncontrollably in his mother's arms. To me, as a former NFL scout, he's the most mentally fragile player I've ever evaluated, quarterback or otherwise. He has little experience dealing with adversity, even by his own admission. Quote, I've never been in this situation where I'm 7-5 and and there are no playoff hopes at the end of the season. I'm dealing with it emotionally, dealing with it spiritually and physically. That's from Caleb Williams at one point during the season. And now we think he's going to go into a, a, a new team with a losing record and turn it around, the scout writes. He's 2-9 and nine against ranked college teams on top of it all, and now he's going to do it in a league that's only faster and more complex. Make it make sense. The mental pressure and expectations will be unbearable from day one. Training camp will look more like a rock concert. Every practice throw will be followed by the paparazzi, completion percentages and practices. All of it will become public spectacle. The expectations are he's Superman, but in reality, he's just a 22-year-old kid. Statistically, and on game film, Williams regressed in 2023. This is not headed in the right direction. 
I get team fan bases wanting to win and the mainstream media feeding off that hope, but underneath underneath that, we have to care about Caleb Williams as a person more than anything. I personally feel for the young man. He's in, he's in an impossible situation. Um, and then he says... Um, he says even his team responded with more spirit and enthusiasm when the backup quarterback Miller Moss made his first start in his absence in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, bowl. The Trojans were heard reportedly shouting, we're a team now, we're a team now, after the upset against Louisville. A quote by that quarterback Miller Moss, read, uh, if you read between the lines, he writes, he says, I don't think, quote, this is from the backup quarterback after winning the bowl game that Caleb Williams sat out. He says, quote, I don't think it's as much as about me as it is about the team. The emphasis is really to come together as a team. No ego, no individual. It's all about us as a team and team bonding together. And that's what we are going to be focusing on moving forward. Um, and that's a quote from the quarterback. So, uh, And then he closes it with just saying, this isn't a one-off. Caleb Williams has been sending us warning signs for two seasons. Hmm. I wonder what he wrote about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's doing revisionist history on Patrick Mahomes when he says that Caleb Williams is more Johnny Menzel than Pat Mahomes. Um, you know, I, I think you got to be careful there because, I mean, you're looking at epic drinking problems and a real hard time yeah. coping with life in general. So I would, you know, I would I would maybe caution there. Maybe you know something about Caleb Williams and you're trying to hint around that, but that that seems, at, you know, at best a little reckless. But you're you're a former scout sharing your honest takes, not necessarily media savvy. I think Caleb Williams comes off as a guy being very honest about his feelings and maybe thinks a little bit outside the box, doesn't fit the mold. Um, and probably media training would tell him, hey, don't be so much of yourself. This is the NFL. You're going to be asked to be a CEO. But if he doesn't want to do that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think he has a different style. Is there some immaturity and sportsmanship issues in there? Maybe. And I, I would look into that. I, I don't want to bring in the most selfish guy. I don't want Jay Cutler 2.0 you know, a guy that's going to alienate himself from the locker room and make it all about him constantly is it is important to have great natural leadership traits as a quarterback. But I don't know. You know, it, it, it to me right now, it seems like it it's, you know, it's a little bit overblown of a guy who's just kind of a little bit different. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, to say he had a total mental breakdown in the stands, I mean, the guy, yeah, he cried. He cares. You know, is that like the worst thing in the world? I, I have voiced this on the show, and Brian can attest to this, when it comes to Caleb Williams, I do have a little bit of a concern about the front-runner type of aspect of it, right? I think some of these questions that he's asking are very fair, and we will find out how was he as a leader, how was he when he deals with adversity, because he didn't do a great job of handling that and kind of shying away from some of the failures that happened at USC. But the bottom line is, and he can point to the 2-9 and nine record, we sit here on our show and we talk about how you need a team around your quarterback. The reason USC was even competitive was because of their quarterback, Caleb Williams, and what he was doing and lighting it up. Otherwise, they'd have been getting their ass kicked and Lincoln Riley wouldn't have a job right now. They didn't have a defense, and that's why Alex Grinch got fired a year too late. So, I mean, I think some of the questions in terms of character, leadership ability, those things are fair. But, uh, I mean, it's still just anybody with eyeballs that watch the kid play, he is a unique, transcendent type of talent. Could he end up being a bust? You're damn right. All these quarterbacks could be. But I'm not going to rip the kid until I know for a fact that he is a, a problem off the field, and we don't have any evidence that he necessarily is. Yeah, I think the one thing that NFL scouts might ding him on is his height. That's the thing that they're going to look at. You know, he is right at six one. And but when you watch him play, I think Zach's exactly right. This guy will dazzle you with the way that he navigates the pocket, the way he moves around, the way he buys second and third chances. I think we're in a league right now where the guys that make I say it, you hear me say it, those off schedule plays. Those are the guys. Look what Brock Purdy did the other day in their game with his ability to run when things are breaking down and all of a sudden you take off. It's a first down, and now you're keeping things going. This this guy, he he is an amazing, he has amazing ability, and I'll compare him to Dak for this one thing. He could throw the ball going to his left or his right equally as well, you know. And I think I think that's a weapon for a guy, Huge. the guy to be able to to sling it the way that he does. But if if the NFL has a problem with him, the scouts, I think it's going to be his height because he has to move a little bit to see. And that's where I think that that's where they're going to look at him. But other than that, man, I, all the other things, all the other off-the-field stuff, 
you know, good luck. My job is to find players, look at players, how do they play, how can they play. This guy's got some rare ability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, generational talent is what everybody keeps. He's thrown 14 interceptions in his career, his whole career, of all the, of all the throws that he's made. He, he, he does protect the football. There, there are times he's running around and you think the ball's going to come flying out of his hand. It never does, you know. I mean, he he makes a ton of huge chunk plays. Yeah, I mean, from, from what I've seen of him, and I haven't studied him like you guys, but obviously we, we, we've all watched some USC games and know, holy smokes, this dude's legit. I mean, heck, yeah. even when he was at Oklahoma. Uh, I'll never forget the first. It didn't in the first game he came in was versus Texas. That was the one you went to. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's epic. Uh, but people are picking him apart, and I see some numbers and stuff comparing him versus the other quarterbacks in the class. His sack percentage is higher. His uh, his and that that makes some sense. I mean, he's a guy that holds on to the football. He, he has to because he moves. Like I say, maybe it's, right. There's some the, give and take with, with absolutely the vision, some of that stuff. He's got to move around to find spots. But once he once he has that lane to throw it, he is going to let it fly. But I mean, when you when you start talking about and comparing him to a guy like Mahomes, and he does Mahomes like things, one of Mahomes' greatest gifts is he doesn't get sacked, and he yeah. can move around and he can throw to the left and right and he can dance and all that off platform. He ain't getting sacked, and I don't know yeah. that that was necessarily the case at Texas Tech. I don't know if yeah. that's something that become you know he's developed since being in the league. But just comparatively speaking, when your Very, sack percentage as Caleb Williams is higher than Drake Mays, Jalen Daniels, or Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix's, J.J. McCarthy's, and Michael Penix's, it's like, okay, there is something to to see there a little bit. Your turnover-worthy play percentage is, is second highest to only Jaden Daniels. Everybody else has a lower turnover-worthy play percentage. And your big-time throw percentage is less than like a Drake May. Drake May in these numbers that I'm looking at here looks pretty incredible. With Drake the, May's pretty damn good. His sack rate, his turnover-worthy play percentage, and his big-time throw rate, hmm. all of those look pretty pretty dang good. But those guys, I, don't, I also don't know that they're throwing the football as much. I mean, like Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams, those two guys, they threw the football a ton. Penix probably lumped in there. But yeah. like McCar- J.J. McCarthy, you watch his tape, man. He's not throwing the ball a lot. It's handoff Donovan Edwards, handoff Blake Corum. His yeah. numbers are going to be down in those categories. What's impressive here, too, is Jaden Daniels, your quarterback over there, the Heisman guy, LSU's. He's got, by a pretty wide margin, the highest percentage of big-time throws. The only the only reason LSU won 10 games was because of him. They were ranked 106th in defense this year. Jaden Daniels is a, another special I mean, the type only the I mean, you look at what he and, – and the wide receivers there. I mean, they've got legitimate wide receivers. They'll have a couple of first-round wide receivers. But, man, they had a, a an offensive line that was really young, and he had to move around. He had no choice. You should see. You, you go back and watch him. Just YouTube his – just take a YouTube thing and just watch all his plays, all the big plays that he made. How do you rank the quarterbacks? Have you done it yet, Mr. Super Bowl ring on the webcam? I yeah, did. I was going to say, Bronson is doing great. a little bit more we'll talking with his hands today. No, I'm just being comfortable. That Super Bowl ring looks so good on that hand, bro. You need to bust that out more. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I'm not in love with Drake May like everybody else is. Okay, I'm really not there. And I know people have him as, I think he is a more athletic Eli, Eli Manning, the way he throws the ball. I don't think there's... I don't think there's there's questions with his accuracy there. I don't think he has great arm strength as a player. I think he moves around just fine. That like I say, I the 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 kid the kid I absolutely love is my Jaden Daniels kid because I've seen him do it. But the problem is he's 205 pounds. He's just skinny. He is way skinny, you know. But he takes some wicked hits. He gets up. He plays. His teammates love him. Uh man, he took a hit that was like cartoonish. Oh, oh he man, takes a yeah. ton of them. It, it's not just one; it's like every game he takes two or three hits that you don't think he's going to get up. Something in the water down there at yeah. LSU. Yeah, I, I mean that's hugely concerning. Me, if, if you can't write, if you me, can't avoid contact and you're going to end up getting RG three'd for as great as of an athlete you are and as awesome as you are, it just takes a couple of those things to stack up on you. I mean, one of those hits that I'm thinking about, and I know you guys have seen all of them, yeah. but my gosh, there's one of those where he gets hit and pushed back, and you think the video was doctored. Yeah. Like, you think there was, was brutal. there was something there. There's no way he flew back that high and that far in the, in the sky. Uh, but nonetheless, and you think that's awareness? 
Was it against uh, well, Ole Miss? Well, I, I, I think if you're consistently getting blown up, my guess is you have some situational awareness that, you know, you, you, you don't he avoid just, contact he, well. He, and as a quarterback, yeah. you have to. Yeah, you just he needs to sometimes instead of cutting back in, he needs to just go out of bounds. I think a lot of that could be controlled by just a mindset of I'm not trying to make the first down here yeah, I'm in oh. the NFL now. Yeah. I'm, I'm really only going to run if we make the playoffs a lot. Agreed. Is Agreed. he like a 4-4 speed guy, though? Oh, he's much faster than that. Yeah, he's he's fast. much faster? He's going to run faster than 4-4 four, four something. Yeah, There's some wow. comps to yeah. Lamar Jackson with his yeah. game. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the numbers he put up. The raw numbers. Well, I'm not. Do- I'm not necessarily dropping Caleb Williams because of the report or any concerns. But as compared to the other guys, I think it should count in your evaluation if you're choosing yeah. between those other two. No like, like a more athletic Eli Manning. That sounds good. If I can get that in the top five, I'm going to consider that a win. Considering how often, you know, quarterback picks bust. I yeah, would take. If you that. like Herbert? I think Drake May's got a little Justin Herbert in his game. Not quite as strong of an arm, to your yeah. point. Yeah. But tough as hell. I mean, I saw this dude. He's got a, a rusher right in his face. He's getting absolutely drilled and delivers a strike for a touchdown. I mean, he's he's a tough kid. He definitely is more athletic than Eli Manning, but there are some passes where you want to see more decisiveness. The way I, the, I've seen I've seen seven of them. The last guy I, I saw was a kid named Devin Leary from Kentucky. I was yeah. just curious about him. Uh, Williams, Daniels, Penix, May, McCarthy, Knicks. That's how I would have them right now. Right on. Well, there you have it. An edition of Football's Finest is in the books. The Expressway coming up next. We will take you commercial free to the top. Proper round trippers coming up at 530. Rangers fans in L.A. live at 540. We'll give you what Jerry and Steve had to say today that's making news at the Senior Bowl next. It's the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back. It is the G-Back Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Time to hit the expressway. We're about to take you commercial free to the top. L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander, 540. I believe the Wooly Bully has a proper round tripper. We'll go around the bases here, get some Rangers and baseball coming up at, at 530. As there was news today on Corey Seager, he has undergone a surgery on a sports hernia, hopes to be ready for opening day. And Sands is in the building, actually, so we might get uh, a Jared Sandler. Because uh, uh, you got a hot stove tonight at, at, at 7 o'clock. Yes. Maybe we can get his thoughts on that if he's not too busy. Maybe five minutes or so. Okay. Uh, ben Johnson staying with the Lions. Um, uh, by the way, the Expressway is brought to you by the on-time experts. And Ben Johnson staying with the Lions. We were talking about why would he not want to go to, uh, you know, go get a head coaching job. And apparently, uh, he's just not in a hurry to climb the ladder and is comfortable where he is. Mm-hmm. That which probably translates into it's either not enough money or or not a city that he wants to go to, not a good enough team. I would be open-minded about Washington right now. I wouldn't hold any of the commander's history against them with this new ownership group, and I would consider that like a, a, a blank slate, an opportunity to jump in there. But for one reason or another, old Ben Johnson is a staying home, and I, I guess that doesn't in, increase the odds that Dan Quinn leaves for us. Is that our other Man, takeaway? Man, there's, there's whispers. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I've been spending the last hour on phone and texts and stuff trying to... No, have at it. We like when you do no, that. No, no, there's just whispers going on, so we'll... No rumblings? Yeah, it's just, just whispers. whispers. Just whispers. Well, I mean, I do think if you're a guy like Ben Johnson and you know, like, Detroit's running it back with basically all of the same characters, and they're just going to be able to add more. I think they're in a pretty good cap uh, position. They've been drafting their balls off. Like, it's probably only in theory, supposed to get better unless you have some sort of injuries or whatever. But um, if you feel like this offense is still going to be really, really good and you're still going to be a hot candidate next year, the the Dallas job might be open. Yeah. The the, the Philly job might be open. Heck, maybe at that point, Andy Reid really is ready to hang him up and all of a sudden you can go join Pat Mahomes and, and be at his hip, right? Because, I mean, if you're thinking about the – Or Dan def- Campbell could have another rough season – 
managing the games. You're, you're really trying to get Dan out of there. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, though, you never know. You never know. Yeah. I mean, you never know. That's certainly uh, that's certainly a part of it. But, I mean, with the way Steve Spagnuolo has, has been defensively for the Chiefs, it feels like they would probably, hey, we want to keep you here, Steve, as long as you're not trying to retire on us because you're getting up there as well. I wouldn't want him going But anywhere. as long as Steve is, is willing to stay, they probably want to get – you lose Andy Reid, the offensive coach, you probably want to bring in the offensive coach, hey, Ben Johnson – here you go, sir. Now, this is obviously all just hypothetical land, but when, if you're Ben Johnson and you're making the calculations, you're like, okay, maybe I do just sit here. What, what's what's it hurt? What, the Detroit, we're probably still going to be really, really good. I'm still going to be a hot candidate. Why go to the commanders? That is, even though everything's new there, giant question mark with basketball people running the running the show. Bob Myers, right? I mean, what, what what's yeah. going on here? I don't want to coach on the sidelines where I might get urinated on on my own stadium. I mean, no, that's the I, case right now. I wouldn't want to go to Field is still yeah. the home of the, the commandos. There's a lot uh, to like about other situations more. Uh, and maybe patience, you know, is going to pay off for him. Okay, um, let us let me get you some uh, Jerry and, and Steven content here real quick before we get to a trip around the bases. Jerry's saying the Cowboys are going all in in 2024. We will be going all in. I would say that you will see us in the coming year not build for the future we had Clarence Hill on not 90 minutes ago you can go back and listen there in, in the four o'clock segment and you know he's he, he sees this the, the the same way that I I do that you know at some point this model has to be really frustrating for you and to stick with the idea that we're going to manage the cap the same way and expect different results it's not what the fan base wants and f- and now we're getting to a point where not many people believe it's a viable model to win the championship in. So is Jerry just saying that because he 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 wants to sedate us in a in a way, uh, hypnotize us into being complacent uh, for a few months until they can find something to get us excited, like a draft or a free agent signing or something? I hope not. You know, I I I know for me, I passed the point of no return about twenty four months ago. Where I'm like, you can't sell me with words, you know? <laughs> it's like if your company went bankrupt and somebody showed up to give you a great speech about how everything's going to be okay and nothing bad's going to happen, and you're sitting there going, okay, well, I, I appreciate you saying that, yeah. but we really need to see how things go over the next 6 to 18 months to be sure that you guys are going to have this great landing on the bankruptcy. You know what I'm saying? So you're sitting here watching and hoping for the best, keeping your fingers crossed, Brian. You know what that's like, don't you? Yeah, I know. I, I know exactly. Yeah, they have not... Uh you know, this is a uh, this is a time where I've kind of it, I, I'm not. You know, as a as a fan, a longtime fan, and then you know, getting involved with this business and stuff like that. Stephen's right. You know, I I don't I just don't trust you right now. Yeah. I don't. I just don't. I don't trust you with the way that things are going. I I trust you're going to draft, and you know, I trust you're going to do some good things that way. But I can't trust you until I actually see in the playoffs win some. You know, win some meaningful games. I mean, I, I'm not, and you know, the Tampa game last year, great, fine, but you know, right now, I, I don't really trust. An all-in shove and free agency wouldn't get you that excited. What if you got linebackers and a center and that? But but you have to you have to show me that. You have to show me that you're gonna you're really gonna do that. I mean, yeah, we we've, we've heard this from the Cowboys before, right? Uh huh. We've heard it. Yes. You know, they, they've said about no. See, yeah, because I'm willing to buy in if they actually go do it yes, with money. If they are about it, if, if it's not just talk about it, be about it. And we go ahead and see them be aggressive yeah. in free agency. I want to support them. That that's I, I'll the, say thank you guys for actually trying. I think that I think that you have, I think you have an owner that would like to do everything you just said. I think that you have a general manager that doesn't want to do that. Stephen Jones. That I, you're talking about. I just, I just said a general manager. Did that he throw a brushback pitch at you? No, Stephen didn't. Not at all. I just, I just don't know. I just don't feel like that. He's really good at they, they, you know, this managing the cap and signing his guys, and they got a great roster. They got a roster that a lot of teams would be envious to have, you know. But and that's and that's their pride right now. That's they, they have a great roster. What has a great roster done? Has done nothing in the playoffs. That that that's something that needs to be addressed. So I am not getting in until uh, things change. That, he then had a cryptic message about Dak that might just be rambling. It probably is just Jerry rambling, but still, it's kind of fascinating, you know, to think what what he might mean by this. He says Dak's done nothing to change my mind about any promise for the future. I think I've said that we go as far as uh, as Dak takes us in the playoffs. Remember that we'll go as far as Dak takes us, and that is how far we went. That doesn't change a thing. We'll go as far as Dak takes us. 
but um, said he's 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 not a hundred percent committed to getting an extension done, and is unsure about you know creating more of a salary cap liability to keep this team together. Saying they're taking a more holistic approach to roster building than just being focused on what they're going to do with Dak's contract at this point. My favorite part is at the end of everything that he said, all the rambling as you suggested there. Uh, the the final sentence is. <laughs> And that ought to answer a lot of questions. <laughs> and all I have is it questions. Did? How am I so dumb that I just have more questions? Oh my heavens. That's why I was when we had Clarence Hill on earlier, I was like, man, I'm, I'm glad he is as confused as we are. He put us all in the blender today, man. This was this is a master, a master craft by Jerry. He just did, dude. All over the place. We have no idea where to start, where to finish. <laughs> all in? Yeah, that'll get him going. I got put in the spin cycle, bro. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm just all confused. <laughs> like, what the hell? I had to answer no questions. I I feel like I'm in seventh grade math all all uh, uh, over again. That's when I got confused in math. Sixth, by the way, bro. Well, your, I was yeah. I was I attempted the pre AP thing Ooh, in sixth grade, and that was that's daunting. Such Ooh. a humbling experience. I went through elementary school thinking I was pretty good at math. <laughs> you did sixth grade like hit me like idiots. a ton of freaking bricks. We got, we got flash cards. I'm killing it. Eight Ooh. times seven, fifty six. What do you want? Twelve times twelve. I got you there. Got you, bro. Man. And then we got X involved. As soon as they brought out long division, I knew I was in a world of trouble. It's time now to bring out a uh, proper round tripper. Here's Zach Wolchuk. Thank you. We did get uh, a big trade yesterday within the division. Jorge Polanco going to the Seattle Mariners. Big trade there between the Twins and the M. So uh, it was a five-player trade. Jorge Polanco is going to Seattle. The Twins are getting Anthony Descalfani, reliever Justin Topa, and prospects Gabriel Gonzalez and Darren Bowen as well in the deal. But their lineup's looking pretty good with J.P. Crawford, Julio Rodriguez, Jorge Polanco. They got our guy Garv Sauce, Cal Raleigh, Luke Rayleigh, Ty France, Mitch Hanniger, and then Luisa Rise, who is an absolute Ranger killer. So, hey, I mean, the, the Mariners, who were a team two years ago, made the postseason uh, the AL West got just a little bit more challenging there with Jorge Polanco joining things. And then there's some rumor right now. I still haven't seen any of the big dogs officially report this, but that the Baltimore Orioles are about to be sold, if not uh, has been sold. So I know front office sports is reporting that the Angelo family is selling the team to a pair of private equity billionaires. The deal values the franchise at about one point seven two five billion dollars but we know the o's are a team in the american league that rangers fortunately were able to knock off in the ds but they're super young they've got a great core nucleus they've got an amazing chance to make a world series run maybe with new ownership they're open to spending a little bit more that could definitely impact the rangers as well in the al yeah and hopefully this means that the orioles won't be stepping into their broadcast uh booth and (laughs) mucking it up for everybody absolutely uh justin turner has agreed to a one-year deal with the Blue Jays, according to sources as well. Uh, he's 39 years old. I mean, that was another name we kind of floated out there maybe as a DH option if the Rangers wanted to get interested. I know Baskey said that he had he had heard some flirtation there, but he's going to go to Toronto. Uh, as That's the guy that looks like the dude from Game of Thrones, right? With the beard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, He does have a nasty beard. And then World Hector, Series champ with the Dodgers. Yes, with the Do- long time with the Dodgers. Absolutely. Had COVID on the field. Big and controversy. I believe we've got. Uh, he joined the celebration. <laughs> Panic. He's in the pictures, like he was holding the trophy right there yeah. in front of everybody. Yeah. Hector Neris is also off the table as well. He reached a one-year, nine million dollar deal with the Cubbies. Of course, we know that what the Rangers did getting D. Robin. I believe he's joining Jared tonight on uh, Rangers Hot Sub. We'll have the newest Rangers reliever. That's going to be a bunch of fun. Bruce Bochi. Over the weekend, if you didn't hear it, uh, he was talking about the Rangers' opportunity to go back-to-back. This was at FanFest on Saturday. Shout-out to all the Ranger fans that went out there to Arlington. It was a beautiful, beautiful scene. But here's Boach on the Rangers' chances of going back-to-back. Well, it's always it's great to be in this position, have a chance to go back-to-back. And, you know, I've had three of those chances. It hasn't worked out. So, I, <laughs> you know, it's you know there's little adjustments to be made. We've talked about that already going into spring training. But... You know, there's such a fine line between, you know, yeah, watching guys in, in the spring because we have a short off season and uh, because you have to be ready when that season starts. It's that first month is, a, you know, that's a big month too. But these are things we'll talk about. But uh, I just hope we do what, what we did last year. I hope we stay healthier, first of all. But uh, I just hope that this club uh, shows that same ability to bounce back. Uh, through all the adversity and, uh, you know, get the same years that we got from our guys, and I'll take our chances. I think uh, he's right to take their chances. I love the group that we got here. He mentioned the health, and we did get the news about Corey Seager, which is a bit of a bummer, but all things indicate 
Hopefully he'll be ready to rock maybe as soon as opening day, but that hopefully won't linger into the season as well with the sports hernia. There was another great story, a back and forth with Steve Phillips, who uh, has been on the station before, former Mets general manager. We know about his relationship with Mike. And he was talking with, with Bochy on MLB Network Sirius Radio XM, and he asked Boach, you know, have you actually ever gotten mad? You seem so cool, calm, mm-hmm. and collected. And here was the story from Bruce Bochy. Well, I think some players could tell you, uh, you know, don't let what you see belie what's going on because there are times when I've had my snaps. Uh, they've gotten better as I've gotten older. But, <laughs> you know, just an example, I, I remember in San Francisco in the dugout, you know, I kicked a bucket. There's a ball bucket there. Um, where, you know, the infielders would, you know, come in and get their, I kicked that thing and my foot got stuck in it. And I couldn't get it out. And, and I hear this giggling behind me. All the guys are laughing. Now I'm madder, you know, than ever. But uh, um, another one was coming up uh, uh, Houston in the old Astrodome. You remember the Astrodome? Sure. You had to go up these steps and, you know, it had drywall. So you kind of just followed it. And Mark Kroon, who... I love Mark Kroon, but he blew a save, and we walked a couple guys, made a couple of errors. So we're going up there, and he, I don't know it, but he's right behind me. So I kicked a wall on my way up because we just got walked off. And my, wall, my foot goes right through the drywall. So it's stuck in there, and I can't move. And Kroon's trying to, you know, he's scared to death. He said, I was trying to get back there. And I turned around and said, Crooney, help me. Get this foot out. <laughs> so, you know, we have our moments. And we all play with emotion. I don't care who you are, but, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm embarrassed when it, if it ever happens in the dugout anymore. Those were my younger years. I can uh, listen to him tell those stories all day, man. It's, yeah. it's amazing listening to Boach. No, he, he's outstanding. He, he really is. My favorite Boach story about that is when uh, it, it was even earlier in his days and he freaked out and started throwing the – the post game spread was like uh, had a had a fruit line oranges in it, and oranges. he was throwing oranges That's up right. against the wall too. Yes, uh, uh, you know, uh, punctu- punctuate his his points. I, I think everybody though gets mad, gets frustrated. the The great ones though, they only let it out, or usually only let it out when there's a good uh, point to it. You know, when they're actually going to motivate the team, or the team needs to see that they're actually really ticked off this time. But Bochi balances it, I think, better than anybody I've ever seen, and we should really never see it. You know, the outside no. should never should never see that kind of thing. But I love when, when he said, don't let what you see belie what's really going on. Because you know he's got to be a tough son of a gun. There's nobody that could get that good at their job without being tough, you know, 100%. On, on all the factors along the way. No doubt. He's a guy you probably just don't want to disappoint as well. Uh, and then we had Evan Grant, who was on foul territory. This was on Friday, right before the Rangers awards dinner. I saw this, but he gave some more context as to uh, Jordan Montgomery and the Rangers future. There's reasons to think that like Jordan is waiting for the situation to be sorted through and that he would like to come back to the Rangers. And I think they'd like him to come back. But I think in terms of talking about a $25 million contract for a four or five year, probably maybe even a six year commitment with, with with him. I I think this team would have acted already on that. I I don't think it's ultimately going to happen. And I think that the Rangers perspective here is They've got a really good group of starters that will be ready, they believe, in the second half in DeGrom, Scherzer, and Tyler Malley. They feel like they've got a rotation to go into the season, and they feel like it is time, it's past time, actually, for their minor league system to start producing some contributors. If there was one area where this team came up short last year, it was in the minor league pitching department producing guys who could help the big league staff. I think he's right. I mean, yeah. I, I hear the points that he's making. I think we'd all love to still get Montgomery back, and, and sure. we're still holding out hope. But uh, I, I do think that a lot of what Evan said there makes a ton of sense. Yes, and I, you'll be fine even if you don't get anything from the minor leagues. Like, if, if that was your plan for the whole season, like, well, it's about time we get some minor league help, I think that's a bad team-building strategy. <laughs> but to add to what you already have and what's coming back, it's fine, and it's going to be a glorious repeat performance as uh, we just have a few weeks remaining in the greatest offseason in Texas Rangers history here on your home of the World Series champion. Uh, Thanks to uh, Zach Wolchuk there for that proper round tripper. And here's Lucius in the Pimp Cup with L.A. Live. Aim up, that's all me. Stay true, that's all me. No help, that's all me. All me for real.
I'll be singing that song like it's a love song, bro. <laughs> All right, yo, it's a Toxic Tuesday here in L.A. Live. Let's get into it right after the great rejoin. Well, all right, you squares. It's time you smoke. I fire up this funk and let's have a token. It'll make you dance with some of everything. It's a Toxic Tuesday. America's pop star celebrity sweetheart joins forces with the top dog in the NFL, playing for the team that's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be real here. This is bread and circuses on steroids. Major League Sports in and of itself is nothing but a psyop. Get kids plugged into the cycle of going to public indoctrination camps, playing sports for their school, and going to games. Many end up devoting their entire childhood to competing in various sports, only to be cut from the team, at which point they become brainwashed into supporting professional teams because they know their dreams of becoming a pro athlete will probably never happen. So then they become obsessed with some grown man who gets paid millions of dollars every year to throw a ball around while promoting poison death shots and child slave labor through various brand deals and endorsements. So sad. Imagine being so brainwashed by sports, you actually show up to your team stadium to shovel snow for free so you can watch a bunch of grown men who are overpaid tackle each other. Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously, though, trudging through three feet of snow amid a massive blizzard just to watch a game? Yeah, sorry, you couldn't pay me to do that. Oh, yeah, buddy. It's a Toxic Tuesday here in L.A. Live for January 30th, 2024. Man, January never ends, bro. It's a never-ending month right never here. Never-ending. Long month. Uh, like I said, it's a Toxic Tuesday here, folks. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with us, and we appreciate that. We, we definitely do. She LA was Lava's, preaching, if you ask me. You, she was preaching? Yeah. Sound like a soulmate for me. <laughs> yeah. Some of the best sports commentary I've ever heard. Toxic. Just dropping bombs right there, baby. Uh, I do think there's community value, but... I feel you, bro. Uh, LA Live is sponsored, by the way. Sponsored by Kissable Dental and their no-bill guarantee. Book online at kissabledental.com. Your kissable journey begins today. G-Bag of the Day. We do it every weekday here on The Fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there, don't be afraid to hit your boy up. Y'all have been doing that, and I appreciate that. I get to it every morning, sometimes at night, but I try to get it in the morning. I can't get everybody all at the same time, though. But hit me up, Lucky Lucius P, on social media, Lucius Alexander on Facebook, or you can go to Twitter, find G-Bag Nation, follow every last one of us. Our winner is Chris Mad Dog Russo, a broadcast <laughs> Hall of Famer right here. Goes off on Big Dan Campbell's for his fourth down decisions. If you are a Lions fan, you tell me right now, for the next month, when they get this game played and everything else, the month of February, what are you going to be thinking about? Beating Baker Mayfield or the fact that the Niners did the right? Yeah. My God almighty. Pay attention, Campbell. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, this is, excuse me. This is ridiculous. Me. And I know we like you, Dan. You're a nice guy. You represent the city of Detroit. Blue collar. Tough. Oh, we get all the nonsense. But manage the game <laughs> properly you have a chair i understand it's a long field goal 240 yarders but your kicker's good you have a very you got a chance to go back up by three scores and you go for it on fourth down and then all the dopes on twitter are backing you up the 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 the, the data freaks who wouldn't know lombardi for paul brown <laughs> never heard of Otto Graham. <laughs> Penny stabler madden wouldn't know him if they fell on him they do football via math. That's not how you do football. That's your new nickname, the Data Freak, Chief. I like that. Data Freak. <laughs> you wouldn't know it if you fell on him. The Data Freak. The Data Freak. When he starts name dropping the old names, he does it in all the sports. Like yeah. if, if he was talking about basketball there, he would have dropped a Havlicek on yeah. us, you know. Yeah. And it's 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 fantastic. A Brad Doherty. Yeah. You yeah, know Brad Doherty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know Ilgowskis! <laughs> Big Z. <laughs> Toxic Tuesday here in L.A. Live, 105.3. The fan sign of the times right here, people. You see Elon Musk's Neuralink. Yeah. A company that has both interest and controversy right here. Successfully implanted a brain chip in a human for the first time. We're here. We're in yeah. the future. Yeah, I saw that. Now, I don't know much about it. I, I saw that you can, like, upload your mind, basically, to the cloud somehow if you got one of these. I want to come in the other way. What? Whoa. 
I need to download the information. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? Well, I think this was kind of happening. Okay. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, the company came under criticism following the death of a monkey back in, well, 2022. Okay. They tried to teach the monkey to play like Pog or something like that. Okay. Pog? Pog? Yeah. Pog? The, the, is, is that the name was called? Oh, Pog. Pog's favorite <laughs> game. Okay. Okay. I forgot who I was talking to. I mean, I'm sure, yes. I'm sure the right age would be game. more than yeah, willing. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that monkey went out on a high note. Yeah. Sure it's a great did. search, too. It's a great search. Um, it's a great search. Yeah. So but like, well, Sean, I don't want it like a professional. I want somebody that's trying it for the first time, and I want to see the regret in their face. That's why I'm like, oh, this is a great video. I'm bookmarking it. <laughs> I want to see the regret in your face. <laughs> that's when it's fantastic. I know it's real now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let me play this video right here from Fox Business. I seen this yesterday about Elon Musk and his Neuralink. Neuralink has implanted the first brain chip into a human being. It allows someone who is paralyzed to move, to email, or to play video games with their thoughts. So at this point, because this process will take six years, but we're at the stage where the robot successfully implanted the chip in the part of the brain that controls movement and we're told the patient is recovering well. Elon Musk is calling wow. this product telepathy. Um, it's, it's very promising, it's hopeful, but I have to say it's also scary because Elon Musk is also on the leading yeah. and the cutting edge of artificial intelligence. Can the human brain be implanted with superhuman intelligence? I mean, that, that's the next frontier and here we are. We are already here, and uh, it's like every, you know, frightening sci-fi movie you've ever watched. Uh, but yeah. fascinating, and for people who are paralyzed, to your point, Lauren, yeah. wow. Is this the mark of the beast? You know, I don't think so. Um, I think it's just another piece of interesting technology that probably threatens our existence. Okay. I don't know that it's spiritual. Either way, okay. I'm terrified. Not the mark of the beast, but it's still the end of us. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're going to have a lot of people walking around called chip heads, uh-huh. like crackheads. Chip heads. Okay. Yeah, you know, like your chip is malfunctioning, so now you're spitting out random, like, multiplication numbers. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, random wow. facts just randomly. Yeah. They're going to make this illegal for sports, right? Like, your quarterback can't have a chip in his brain. Downloaded all the plays. He knows everything that's happening. He's dialed. Yeah, he's dialed in. Like, the chip heads, they got a malfunction. They, they need to uh, get fixed, but they don't have the money. They so don't have the they're money. They're committing crimes, trying to get their chips fixed. Yep. You know? What happened to just a good old-fashioned chip on the shoulder, man? Right? <laughs> it's gone now. It's 2024. Elon Musk said to expect roughly 1 billion humanoid robots in 2040. 1 billion? 1 billion humanoid robots walking oh, around here F-N-E. with the chip. Yeah, you know, if they can do all the work for us and we can enjoy a life of leisure i think it'd be okay are they, are they making me food cleaning my house making sure the internet they're still human bro and i don't have to oh they're humanoid they're i thought he, you said humanoid robots yeah but they're still like the, well with the chip now that's what he's basically oh, okay trying so to these say. are actual humans with chips yeah okay so they're he's yeah, being they're not funky gonna, with the words but yeah yeah i need the i need the real robots for the life of leisure now the, I'm, I'm okay with this as well i'm forgetting a lot of stuff so is brian yeah you know oh. <laughs> I, I I have to keep a calendar on my phone, and, but I forget to check the calendar. Yeah. You know? I feel you, man. Welcome to my world. You need though. a calendar reminder. <laughs> I set my alarm in the morning, but I forget to hear it. It's, yeah. uh, I just took yeah. a stray, but me. I agreed to it. Yeah. Just don't to wake up. Uh, LA Live, Toxic Tuesday, 105.3 The Fan, Sign of the Times. They have an apocalypse jacket, by the way, for sale. Mm. Uh, it is <laughs> color-shifting parka, they call it. A metallic color, color-shifting parka. It's fireproof up to 2,370 Fahrenheit, degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Wow. Converts yeah. into a sleeping bag. Has 23 pockets for your survival essentials. Uh, Green egg. Yeah. Okay, so this is we've gone full of viruses. You got to grab a jacket and a go bag. And these are your yeah. two items. And jackets oh, are everything for it. you. Yeah. Indestructible up to 100 years, they say. Do we it's only $800. I was just about to ask, what's the price on that bad boy? $800 for all of that. It's not too bad. I'll wait for the markdown after the apocalypse. Volleybach, Volleybach is the name of that, y'all. Volleybach, Volleybach. I'll get the knockoff version. I'm gonna give you one of these. It's a nice looking jacket, actually. Can you like? Oh, really? Okay, so they're not sacrificing any of the aesthetic. I can still look badass. It looks good. Okay, you wear it to the club. You wear it to the club on a cold night. You know, if it's it's jacket on weather. Yeah. You got big plans this weekend, bro? No, I'm just. I'd like to. If you had a jacket, Brian's about to buy a section. 
Yeah, yeah. Brock's gonna be in there bottle throwing service. waves, getting bottle yeah. service. Bottle, me in Vegas with that jacket and there bottle you go, service. Brian, yeah. You know they have a little sign when the bottle girls come over there. What would your sign say? You think? Seventeen inches. Signs. Wow. What? <laughs> what did you say? Like the gear Seventeen inches. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Well, yeah. Fantex. What would Broadus' sign say? <laughs> L.A. Live. G. Bag Nation. One hundred five three. The fan. Hey, Keith Lee is still in town. Yes. Keith Lee is still in town. He has sixteen million. Uh, followers on TikTok, 1.8 on Instagram. I'm seeing like uh, our local news is covering Keith Lee being in town, bro. Yeah. Like a dignitary is here. That's yeah, sweet. But they know where he parks and stuff. I mean, do they? Are they? They? they interviewing him and stuff? No, they have not interviewed him. It's just talking about him. That's okay. what makes it better. Okay. Big We're deal. having a whole thing about you, but you're not even here. Yeah. We probably tried to reach out to you. He doesn't do interviews like that. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's had his own platform, but he went to. Hutchinson Barbecue? Hutchins, yeah. Oh, my favorite. Say it again. Hutch. Hutch. Hutchins. Yeah. Not Hutchins. Chad Hutchinson. Hutchins. Hutchins. Just Chins. Hutchins Barbecue. Well, yesterday yeah. he went to, uh, well, not yesterday, Sunday he went to Terry Black's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, yesterday he went to Hutchins Barbecue. Tell me I think he's a fan sausage. of it, bro. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. yes. That's the, my favorite. The yeah. jalapeno sausage? Uh-huh. Jalapeno cheddar. Yeah. Okay. The half chicken. Incredible. The brisket is incredible. Okay. Yeah, I think he gave that good. like a six. Too cheesy. Really? Greasy. I think he gave that. That yeah. must mean there's better than that. I don't think he was a fan of the sausage. He wasn't a fan at Terry Black's. He does not like jalapeno cheese sausage. Yeah, that might be. We, that we've might learned be it. that. Might yeah. be a genre thing, a style yeah. thing. But yeah. it's, it's these uh, these these jalapeno brisket wrapped. It's like the Twinkies. Stuff with the, the, yeah. the Twinkies. The He's in love with these. He loves that. Yes. Talk, talk, Those are very talk. Hold on. I got Keith Lee right here for y'all. You can hear it out of his mouth. Hello, y'all. It's Keith Lee. <laughs> this is a Texas Twinkie. This is a jalapeno wrapped in bacon filled with cream cheese. So it's like a jalapeno popper, but it's huge. And it's glazed with some kind of sauce. It's like barbecue sauce. Yeah, it's glazed with it. Here we it's go. First time going in the go mode. It's brisket in there, and it's smoked, and it's spicy, and it's meaty, and it's got... I'm delicious. That's what it is. 8.5 out of 10. Okay, 8.5 out of 10. Strong start. Yeah, strong start. This brisket brisket look juicy. I can't even pick it up. I just gonna fall apart. Y'all about to have a field day. There's only no barbecue sauce. See? See, The bark on that is phenomenal. The bark. Peppercorns, smoked. I'm using the same adjectives. Peppercorns, it's smoked, it's salty. They took a long time with this. It's the barbecue sauce. I don't even think you need it, but nope. let's just see. 9.3 out of 10. Okay. This brisket is phenomenal. Just wait till it gets to the rib, man. First time I went to Hutchins, I talked about it on the show. This was like 10 years ago, and I get up there, and he goes, we've been waiting for you. Yeah. He goes, this is how brisket's supposed to taste. And he handed it over, and I was like, holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. Let's see what else he likes. I heard that beef ribs is where it's at, but I'm not a huge fan of beef ribs, so I got the first That's just a personal purpose. Change your mind. Oh, these do look like beef ribs. These huge. I've never seen a person like that. Oh, he's got an assistant? That's the rib. Yeah, it's his wife or something. Oh. I think this beef for itself. This is the best rib I've had in a long time. Yeah. I know some people don't like their ribs falling all the way off the bone because it's a sign of being overcooked, but that's how I like my rib. That's mm-hmm. 9.5 out of 10. Wow. This is a potato salad. Hold on, let me get to that potato salad. Uh, 9.5 out of So far, so good. He's liking yeah. this one. But we all like it out here. We all kind of know. Yeah. You know, this is like a layup in a sense. But it makes us look good after yeah. the mid-reviews we have been getting here in Dallas from Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing I don't like is he just made the line a lot longer. I mean, bro, the- it's stretching, boss. <laughs> here we go. Here's a potato salad. Hmm. I'm not mad at it, but it's a lot of deal and a lot of red onion, and this is real strong deal. I got a punch with it. You can see all the deal in there. This ain't our potato salad. That's cool. Last but not least, the peach cobbler. I always say I'm not a huge fan of sweets. I eat sweets every now and again, but I'm very picky when I eat them, so take my opinion on sweets with a grain of salt. I don't know what this is. This ain't peach cobbler. This is salted yellow cake with some peaches it's dumb some cake. kind of syrup. This is... Yeah. <laughs> this is peach cake. I mean, you can call it peach cobbler. You can call it whatever you want. Just call me when you make it. <laughs> Just call me when you hear me. I'm at a nine, and that's really high for me with sweets. Good for him. Hell yeah, Hutchins. We need to get him to Hurtado, man. See what he thinks about Hurtado. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Hurtado. That's fantastic. Now the last time he gave a sweet something that high, it was like I think it was 
maybe Houston. And they they had a line out the door like yeah. oh, no. their line was on the news. Yeah. It was crazy. Keith Lee was here and look at the line. <laughs> How long have you been in line? Well, I've been here for four hours. <laughs> I've heard about this place all my life, but Keith Lee said it was awesome, so now I'm showing up. Yes. <laughs> Houston girls yeah. love the way it goes down. Oh yeah. The one in McKinney, the line already goes out onto the road. Really? Uh, Frisco is always busy. There's there's South Lake as well that luckily we get to on our way to some soccer games every now and then, but uh I suppose it's going to be extra long here for a while till it wears off. That audio does feel like we're sort of in his mouth while he's taking these yeah, bites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he likes to smack he's his He's a food. smacker. Yeah, he yeah. likes to smack his food and slurp it. If it's a noodle, he's going to slurp it. People <laughs> love it, though. They like to hear those sounds. Yeah, yeah it provides a little of the atmosphere like the, or whatever. Yeah, there's, well, it's yeah. called something. Yeah, I know. I can't remember the ASMR. Yeah, ASMR. There you go. I tried. You Do we have any names for your, what would hold up on your sign? Oh, yeah. Did anybody say anything? Before I get out of here, just up now. Now, there we go, folks. Good job today. Yeah. Brian's trying to dodge crusty this. spot. <laughs> the crusty spot. Crusty <laughs> club. The yeah. table of disappointment. Yeah. All right, man. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. That's my time. See you boys tomorrow. I got uh, some Zoom court on deck for you. Oh, I watched some yes. Zoom court. They fell apart on the Zoom court. It was great. <laughs> All right, got to go. Thank you, Lucius. L.A. Live every night about 540 here in the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Now, when we come back, it is a, it's a Tuesday tradition. TD Tuesday, an audio celebration of the conference championship game and the major storylines that revolved around them is next right here. It's The Nation on The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.